Hi, I'm Jenny Bryson, and you are listening to Expanding Consciousness. Welcome to the next episode of the Awakening Hour, Expanding Consciousness for Unlimited Potential. I'm your host, and I'm guiding you on this journey toward a deeper understanding of the self and of the universe. Today, we continue a series of special episodes, which began last spring, episodes one through five, in which I'm joined by one of my clients who has taken an extraordinary journey of self-discovery and spiritual enlightenment through a series of quantum journeying sessions. This was part of a project in which the two of us agreed to conduct a series of sessions to extract ancient wisdom and knowing that will be helpful to the collective, which of course includes both you and I. Our conversation today is an exploration into the realms of consciousness, a topic that resonates deeply with the philosophy of this podcast. We start by setting intentions for our upcoming session. Intentions, as we've come to understand, are not just wishful thinking, but rather they are powerful seeds of consciousness that when nurtured can lead to profound growth and transformation. In this episode, my client shares his intentions, which are both personal and universal. They reflect a deep yearning for understanding and connection. We then dive into a discussion about two remarkable books by Dolores Cannon, Jesus and the Essenes, and They Walked with Jesus. These books offer a fascinating perspective on the life and teachings of Jesus through a lens that is both historical and metaphysical. Dolores Cannon's work in regression therapy has opened doors to past lives and ancient wisdom, revealing connections that are as enlightening as they are controversial. We'll explore how these narratives have influenced my client's understanding of spirituality and his place in the cosmos. Jane Roberts' The Seth Material also comes into our conversation. This book, channeling the teachings of an entity named Seth, explains the nature of reality, consciousness, and the creation of personal experience. We discuss how Seth's teachings have challenged and expanded our notions of reality, encouraging us to look beyond the physical world and consider the multidimensional nature of existence. We then discuss the intriguing and transformative potential of melding one's consciousness with another's or with another energy or thing. This concept is pivotal in the expansion of consciousness. In future episodes, I'll share my experiences, both in facilitating sessions and personally, of this phenomenon. It's a process we all undergo in our daily lives, yet we remain largely unaware of its occurrence and of its potential. My client actually experiences this melding within a quantum journeying session. The blending of consciousness is not just a spiritual or metaphysical concept. It really does have practical implications in our journey of self-discovery. When we meld our consciousness with another entity or another energy, we open ourselves to new perspectives, wisdom, and insights that can significantly alter our understanding of ourselves and the world around us. During this episode, we also explore the potential benefits of using this method to become aware of multiple probabilities. Our lives are a tapestry of choices, each leading to a different path. 
By becoming aware of these probabilities, we can consciously evaluate them and choose the path that best aligns with our purpose or desire. This isn't about predicting the future. It's about understanding the vast array of possibilities that lie before us and making informed, conscious decisions. As our conversation in this episode unfolds, we touch upon the importance of mindfulness and presence in these practices, the ability to be fully present, to observe without judgment, and to allow experiences to unfold naturally is crucial in quantum journeying. We discuss techniques and practices that can help cultivate this state of presence, emphasizing the importance of patience and self-compassion in this journey. My client shares his reflections on how these practices and concepts have impacted his life. He talks about the changes he has observed in his perception, his relationships, and his overall sense of well-being. These transformations are a testament to the power of expanded consciousness and the potential it holds for personal and collective growth. As we near the end of our conversation in this episode, we reflect on the journey so far and the journey ahead. This session is not just a singular experience. It's part of a continuous process of awakening and growth. We discuss the importance of integrating these experiences into daily life, ensuring that the insights and the transformations gained during our sessions are not just fleeting moments, but become part of who we are. Through these conversations, I invite listeners to reflect on their own journeys of consciousness, whether through meditation, reading, or personal experiences. Each step taken toward understanding the self and the universe is a step toward awakening. Remember, the journey of expanding consciousness for unlimited potential is not a destination, but a lifelong journey, one that we are all on together. This conversation actually preceded the last episode, episode six, but I wanted to include it here for the nuggets of understanding included within. Let's cut in now on a conversation with my client prior to his third quantum journeying session with me. That session is provided in its entirety in the previous episode, number six of this series. I do invite you to go back and listen to it if you have not done so yet. Energy-wise, you know, your energy is very available to everyone, more so than most people, you know. And so in those situations, it's harder for people like you. So, yeah, I, I can imagine how it, how it must affect your energy. Yes. But I know you're also affecting their energy in a good way. Correct. Yes. There's just this days where it gets out of balance. Yeah. But just got to remember that I can get back in balance or I can just shield all of that. You absolutely can. It's not as easy as it sounds. Yes. Uh, so, but you can. You absolutely can. Did you listen back to your recording? I have not listened to it since that day after, but did you hear what I was talking about? I'm not sure. I think so, but um, I only listened to it once as well. And, yeah. I never, and I just, I was actually just kind of blown away by some of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. there was that for sure. The content was incredible, but something energetically was going on because I could have sworn there was someone sitting right where you where your recording device was during this session. I, I felt this during the session and I kind of forgot about it until I listened back. And then I remembered and you can hear like, 
you can hear stuff around where the microphone would be. And then there were a couple times I need to go back and listen carefully to the recording. But I swear during the session, there were a couple of times where I felt the woman, I felt it was a woman sitting there with your recording device. I thought she asked you a question twice. And in the session, and I completely forgot about that. And now I need to go back and see if it's recorded because it was, it was vague and I couldn't hear what she was asking, but I thought she was asking you a question while you were, you know, in the session, like pertaining to what, like she was participating, you know, in a good way and asking you a very pertinent question. It was just the weirdest thing when you said there was nobody there, but well, that was interesting. You had you had an energy in there, for sure. Oh, that's that's awesome. And it why? was, yeah, it was a good energy. Yeah, yeah. definitely. That's because so I didn't listen to it with my headphones. I but I didn't. What I wanted to do was write down the stuff as I was listening to it. I never did that. I just wanted to just hear it one time and then try to do that. But I never got back to doing it again. Um, so. Yeah, you be careful in your car. You can put yourself back in trance. And if you're driving, the memory of it and the voice again and everything else really can put you into trance. Sometimes I go into trance when I'm listening to them. So just, I just want you to be really, really careful, you know, when you're listening. Yes, I learned, I learned my lesson. Um, I had to stop and pull over and say, all right, like, well, I you know, I just realized I was going like my breathing was slower and I was dry. I was like, all right, I got a uh something you said or oh I said I feel like I'm vibrating on the recording and I was actually vibrating in like in real life and I said all right yeah I definitely better <laughs> stop yeah. now yeah because you're connected to that state you know yeah that's <laughs> why when you listen back these sessions a lot of times you'll get new stuff or you'll get expansion on because what here's what happens in a session the information you get the access you get is given to you most of the time symbolically and the information you get is multi-dimensional so you're speaking it in the third density you know three-dimensionally but you're receiving a lot more than you're speaking and so a lot of times that's why after the session for a couple of days, what you're receiving and unable to translate that quickly starts to filter through and it starts to unpack yes. and start to get more from it. And a year from now, same thing. You listen to these recordings a year from now, they're going to mean something different to you because they're multidimensional and your life may have changed such that, when you listen again, things that didn't carry any weight with you now in a year, it's going to carry a whole lot of weight. Yes. So listen back to them periodically if you can. I will, but with headphones and in a safe environment. Yes. <laughs> Please. I do group guided meditations. It's one of my favorite things to do. And I used to have a meetup group um, and I would do Zoom calls and stuff. 
But I stopped that group for a while because I really didn't like how it was growing, the, the you know, the energy within it, I suppose. So I stopped it, but I'm thinking of getting, getting it started again. And I created a guided meditation for people with dementia. Who knows if it's effective? I don't know. I haven't tested it yet, but intuitively, I believe it, it will be very helpful to them because of the intention of what it does. But anyway, make a long story short, it can be used for anybody. It, it takes people into first, firstly a safe and stable place where I imagine people with dementia don't have that stability. I, I have a feeling they're traversing the dimensions. Uh. And so that would be very unbalanced. You know, that would give you instability a lot. So the beginning part of this meditation puts you, you know, makes you very solid and stable and comfortable. And then it goes on from there. Well, I wanted to test it on my husband. <laughs> And we were trying to think, okay, if a dementia a person that's suffering from dementia would probably be sitting in a chair when we play this. So I had him sitting in a chair. He got from trying to hold his head up, he got really dizzy, really dizzy. And it lasted for quite a while. He had to lay down and I had to take him through some other stuff. The reason I'm telling you this is because I imagine that can happen when listening to a session, just like it did for him in a guided meditation. And yeah, he got really nauseous. Well, what, what are your thoughts for tonight? What do you want to, what would you like to see happen tonight? I have been thinking on this and I, I'm not sure, but the, the, the last two things that kind of came to my mind, I forgot one right now, but it was kind of getting back in alignment, maybe chakras maybe not but just getting back into alignment right. and then also i feel really i still feel like like i can't relax so maybe tense is the word i want to use and i don't really know how to explain it or how to change it there's just times where i just i still feel tight i've noticed there's times where my teeth are almost clenched is that uh, do you, you feel that might be anxiety uh i don't i guess i don't know what that looks like for me so possibly it's it's something i guess i've really kind of been experiencing the last few years like two or three oh i guess i don't know when it started or when I, and when i became a, aware of it but i'm just definitely not my like happy-go-lucky self and just trying to figure out when and where the, and how this started okay and why i feel like um about i can't it couldn't have been a year but earlier this year i told some people i was feeling like like my shoulders were up to my ears i was feeling like that although i wasn't but like i could just feel that i was like that that it seemed like that okay so you know i don't like to talk like give my opinions on things before the session however i do have some things i would like to i would like to say to you about that so after the session i will try to remember if i forget and you think about it, call me or, you know, whatever, remind me or something, because I'd like to give some input on that. But let's let's see what happens in your session about it. All right. Um, there, the two things I was thinking is kind of on that those lines, like how to re, how to get back in balance. And then I get I don't know to re, maybe anxiety. I guess that's, that kind of fits. But I don't know what anxiety looks like for me because I, I, don't, I don't really know what that is. Yeah, uh, I'm I a, think bucket. It's a word that I use as a bucket <laughs> just because. Well, I'll just tell you when you said you feel like you're doing this all the time. That is exactly 
exactly what happens to me. And I term it anxiety just because of my, for myself, you know, I wonder sometimes if it's organic anxiety or if it has to do with, you know, something else. Again, I, I'm I'm going to reserve my thoughts on that for for now. But I th- I know what you're saying, and let's let's figure out what's going on with you specifically and how you can alleviate that. Yes, because I don't I just don't I'm kind of comparing me at other times in my life, and like I didn't feel I never I wasn't aware that I felt that way. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's address that. Anything else? Uh, no, that's that was all that I was kind of okay. Those are good, and we'll definitely get those both addressed tonight. I would like, if you know, depending on your feeling, I would like to explore the concept of multidimensionality if we're able to work that into your session from a conceptual standpoint. I'm doing a lot of research on it on it right now. It's not an easy task because I'm doing something that hasn't been done before and I don't have anybody to go to to understand more. But I'm convinced that in these sessions, we're traversing the dimensions or the densities, I guess. And I am aware of various densities have, and I refer to them as densities of consciousness. Some people refer to them as dimensions. Forgive me if we've talked about this before. I, I don't remember. I'm, tr- I'm trying to understand the qualities of each dimension and what, what typically happens in that dimension or density of consciousness. There's, a lo- there's an infinite number of dimensions. I'm referring to the different densities of consciousness, I guess. And I can listen back to sessions And I can, at this point, I'm beginning to recognize what I believe to be happening, you know, multidimensionally. And when people retrieve different types of information or healing, I believe it's coming from specific densities. So if if I could explore the concept of these densities of consciousness... From a standpoint of how can I use this information in a session to help people more? Because if I know where I'm driving, I can get there a lot better, <laughs> you know? And I, I think this would be a really important navigation system that's not being used right now. So I can't, I can't go anywhere, you know, to specifically get densities of consciousness combined with these sessions because all of the information available on consciousness and the different densities of consciousness that I can find are coming from people who randomly found themselves experiencing astral traveling or out-of-body experiences or suddenly out of the blue and unpreparedly going into a trance state and channeling stuff. This is different because this can be done in a safe environment when you want it to be done. And if I can understand the different densities of consciousness better and how they relate to this state that we go into, then I think I can guide people to where, you know, what parts of consciousness they want to be instead of it being so random. Yes. I I dig that. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. 
And what's your back? What is your personal background with multidimensionality and different levels of consciousness? I believe I've always astro projected from since I was young. Okay. Uh, and just always, just there's always just been an awareness of it. Uh, the last few years, it's been less and less, but I. But there are just times where I'm just aware where I, I'll go to different places, you know, while I'm sleeping and just exploring and learn. And I don't know what else to say, but there's all they're all different. It's yeah, the whole new world out there. It's so cool, isn't it? It's just like I would rather be involved or uh, I would rather my activity be surround surrounding understanding our multidimensional abilities than riding a roller coaster. And I love to ride roller coasters, but there's a lot of things I love to do, but I can't think of one that I enjoy doing more than learning about what our true abilities are, figuring out how to use them. Yes. And if you used to astral travel, then you could start doing that again very, very easily and you could control it. You could decide when you wanted to do it and where you wanted to go. Yeah. You, if you remember our first session, it's towards the beginning. And I, I said, like, I've been here before, but I yeah. talked about couching it being like zebra print or something. Yes. Uh, and I was just like, I don't know where I remember that from. I don't remember it in, in, in this lifetime. So yeah. I, maybe that was a, a, a vision. Yes. But I like I remember like man this all looks so familiar. Yeah. Well, from what I'm learning, and this is kind of, you know I don't really want to get too much into it, but from what I'm learning, you would also be able to travel to the different potentials of what is happening now, so yeah. that you observe what's happening in each of the probabilities and choose which one make your choice. So there's a lot of benefit to exercising that ability. You need to fire that up again. Yes, but I, I there's two things I I want to yes, and I know the the consciousness and the vibration of Earth is shifting. Yeah, and so maybe that's just as a I can I'm just more affected by it, and I haven't figured out yet how to release how to get, stay in balance with it. Maybe that's yeah, it. yeah, and that, yeah, I'll say it that way. Yeah, I totally agree with that, and it's happening fast, so. You know, and nobody told us about it. So we're having to kind of figure it out on our own. But I do believe you're right about that. And I do believe that it's it just continues to, to increase or to speed up. We're in a good place, though, because we have a little bit of an understanding of this. Yes. Okay. I need to put this intention into words. So the first one is to, when you say get back into alignment, energetic alignment, let's kind of define that a little bit. Do you want to balance? Do you want to, do you want to rebalance and align your energies? Well, I was thinking of the chakras specifically when this came up, but I didn't want to really use chakras just because that, yeah. that worked weird for a lot of people, even though we all have, this just our body. I don't know what it is. I just know that's, that's just what I was thinking. Just being in alignment. In alignment. Um, to return to alignment and learn how to do it at will as well, or something to that nature. So yeah, we can get you back in alignment tonight, but what if you, what if you need this, you know, on Sunday, you know, how, how can you do this for yourself as well? Correct. Yeah. That's what I was, yes. For the greater good. That's, that's yeah. what I was 
somebody somewhere will be able to gain from this. Okay, to return to alignment and learn how to bring myself into perfect alignment when I choose. Yes. And learn how to align myself at will. Oh, my question is, what are we aligning to? And like, just coming up is like, aligning to earth like the frequency of earth and i said like, well i don't know what that i don't necessarily know what that means and so i'm trying to like well what does i know earth has a vibration and i know we're we're made from earth so you want to okay so this is this is a subtle difference that i think is really important bring yourself more into alignment with the earth energies we can just say to return to alignment. We can just speak that intention because you, even though it's hard to verbalize right now, you know what you want. Yeah. And so that goes with the intent. We don't have to verbalize that part. So let's just say to return to alignment. And then in the session, I will also know that we want a method to do that yourself in the future. Yes. Okay. Okay, to return to alignment, and then in my mind, I also know and receive the method for doing so in the future. And then to learn the reason for your tension, to relieve your tension, yeah. and the method for doing so in the future. Yes, and I, I think those two are, hopefully they're kind of one and the same. Okay. That's... They are very, they are very connected. So your tension, the alignment you're referring to is to relieve your tension, is that correct? Well, the reason I said them different, because I was thinking there, I was thinking of chakras, and I was thinking that maybe I was just out of balance with whatever I'm supposed to be in balance with, and then maybe that's the reason for the tension. So I would, like, okay. that just kind of came to me later. Okay. Because I was more thinking about what could help other people, and other people are, a lot of people are just out of balance, mm -hmm. and I don't if just ground, like going outside, putting your feet in the dirt, if that'll solve all the, like grounding is great for your blood, for everything, but I don't know, unless you do it every day, what, I don't know. I really don't know. So that's why I'm bringing this up. I just got all these thoughts and ideas. Okay, what if I say that one first? What if I say to learn the reason behind my tension and to return to alignment? Yes. I understand what that means. You understand the nuances of all that. Okay. Yes. Thank you for taking complex stuff and making it plain. Well, I think I took a simple concept first and made it complex. <laughs> and then I brought it back. Yeah. Okay. That's it. There we go. Okay. And then and then to to learn more about the different densities of consciousness. Is that okay? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I have our intentions. Is there anything else we need to talk about before we get started? Not necessarily, but I would like to say I finished Jesus and the Essenes. <gasps> and I think the next one, whatever that, I don't even remember what that's called. They walked with Jesus. Okay. Just very, very, very special, very what I needed. Oh, good. It's so interesting you bring that up because I have yet to listen to them. Actually, I, I got one on Audible and I started listening, but then something else cross my path and in this like drive that i have right now to understand multi-dimensionality i came across the seth material have you read the seth material no the seth material was channeled in 1970 they began to channel i think in 1963 but the book that i'm reading right now was channeled in 1970 and he brought up the essenes and i was listening to it in my on my audible while i was driving today about the scenes yeah. <laughs> let me tell you 
but he brought up, tell me if this is in the books at all. He said that there, I think he said there were maybe three different sets of the Essenes or something, but in their writings, they wrote the real stuff and then they wrote fake stuff to throw people off if they came to steal the stuff the fake stuff is like there's ways that you can tell but basically a lot of what people are taught today is based on some of the stuff that was designed to throw people off that stole the stole the material is that in there all um yes i'll say a little bit because he's secret so the the gentleman that isn't a scene at that time he's secretive he won't he's there's a lot of blocks and he's even though it's consciousness he's still so aware of guarding a lot of secrets yes and and he talks about how they how not only their group but they write all the knowledge like all the knowledge comes to them and they they do they write it down they have a massive beautiful library and so yeah (laughs) yeah it's so awesome i've got to get to it there's so i wish i wish we were at that stage where i could take a book and you know you're right you know um because i really want to get to that but i've got a couple other things i put in front of it what for me it was perfect because the things i said in our second session it was in the book like so i said it and then when i'm reading i'm like i said that like the fathers are one like i remember saying that i'm like what is that well in the jesus in the scenes he says that we are one like the father and the mother are one oh my gosh all right this is what I love because this is what's happening to me too. You ex- you have the experience and then you get the understanding. Yes. Whereas most of the time, the process is reversed. You get the understanding and then you strive for the experience. Well, when you have an experience and then you get the understanding, it's confirmation. Correct. I was like, whoa. It is so confirming. Yes. Oh, I love that. Do so, remember. Uh, father and the mother are one because you were trying to release you're trying to uh forget in forgiveness and you were that when you were talking about forgiveness yes wow right and, and so the the scenes are right on like the knowledge they have is hidden it's secret um because it's powerful and so they they taught jesus and john the baptist <gasps> they this raised, is Seth material yeah because that's and to me that's true i mean from what i read and from what i i just know like it's a knowing like yeah this material is true because they you gotta think they're kid they're children on this planet on earth that if we're going to believe that, then they have to grow up. They have to learn. Like, male children in Jewish tradition were educated. So they had to be educated. And because of how and what Jesus and John did, it wasn't the exact same education as the other Jewish people around them. So they had to learn from somebody else, a, a different group. They, I mean, to, in my opinion, they just had to. Um, yeah. And what I learned is the Essenes, uh, women were equal. All people were equal. Okay. And so one of the reasons why Jesus was so respectful to women was because his training taught them they were equal. Like in in Jewish religion, the, the women didn't have positions of power. Right. So, wow. That is, yeah. I, I have got to read it. But now in the Seth material that I was listening to today at this, in the same section as the Essenes, 
they spoke of John the Baptist, but here's what he said. He said that because essentially, according to Seth, who was being channeled, the consciousness of Jesus and John the Baptist and one other, three people, is divided from one entity. And he refers to it as an entity. So if you think of it as God, just for example's sake, the consciousness of God was so great that it could not, a human, a human form could not contain it. Yes. It had to be divided, and it was divided into three. One was John the Baptist, one was Jesus, and then according to this Seth character in 1970, the third one was yet yet to be. Of course, multidimensionality means that they were all existing at the same time. But in our timeline, it's yet to be. And he said John the Baptist paved the way for Jesus to deliver the message. Yes that in that book at all similarly yes so so jesus and john are cousins from well from bible and from the book the scenes yeah they just grow up as 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 you might have with your cousins as you and i with our cousins you know they go to school together they i mean they're just they just but the thing is they've always known their uh they've known of their god consciousness They've all, and it was always taught to them and told to them and preached to them. And they were always aware of it from young age. And so when they were getting this training from the Essenes, it was very specific. Um, like the general, the, I forget his name right now, the one that was in the Jesus in the Essenes, he actually was the teacher and he just had two students at the time. And his, he called the students, uh, Ben Joseph and Ben, I forgot, uh, john's dad's name elizabeth and anyways he he didn't call them by the names on purpose because he didn't want her he didn't want the, whoever he was talking to to know it was jesus and john the baptist so he uh, called okay. them father's name or he called them by like son of yes okay. okay interesting so, yeah so he was just it was just him and those two at the at certain parts in the story and from what i read about the bible and from what i believe i'm like yes these are the parts that are missing in the Bible. And not only that is I've I've known this, but now I can accept it, that the Bible is like you have to read between the lines. Like it's not it's not plain and clear everything you're supposed to know. There's spiritual concepts in it that you have to have eyes and eyes to see and ears to hear it. And I was like, yes, this is what I'm talking about. This is this is more of the the truth. Anyways, that's yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm super excited and thankful because now I'm more at peace. Like I knew I wasn't crazy. Yeah. What if the Bible's multidimensional? Those are, it's a, it's a lot of things. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and how how like you mentioned how this scenes had fake ones and real ones, and then you have to think of all the not only translators but also the people who interpreted words that we use in today's Bible. Like we're we're talking Aramaic and Hebrew, and those words don't translate necessarily to English as far as Old Testament. And then we're talking Greek. And the Greek is really kind of based off of Hebrew anyways, as far as the New Testament. And so you're trying to explain Hebrew stuff in Greek, and then we get it translated a third time in English. And it's like, man, just... It's like that game of telephone. Yes. I'm just sitting here wondering why I listened to this stuff about Jesus, right? You know, four hours ago. But I just remembered something else about it. 
in your readings, did it actually get to the crucifixion? Yes. And what happened there in your, according to, to this book? Um, he, he was, he was put on the cross, uh, and, uh, he, what, the, in the second book, the girl was the, the girl wasn't there, but she said she her father was there, and so when she was translating it or channeling it, she said she could see it through her father's eyes, and she was saying he was just bloody and and bruised and beat up, and but he wasn't like his in a sense he had he didn't feel any other pain. He had already left his body, like he separated his consciousness from his body. Um, here's so why. Yeah, here's why I asked. According to Seth in the Seth material, and the Seth material, you know, I'd heard of it many times before, but I'd never thought about reading it. But it's really kind of the basis for a lot of understanding that we that we have in the different aspects of metaphysics or spirituality or whatever you want to call it. A lot of it, I believe, has a basis in the Seth material. But he said that Jesus actually was not the one on the cross. Uh-huh. And I, I, I'm i not familiar with the Bible, so I, I don't understand a lot of this. But according to Seth, he said that at the time, religion and politics were really one and the same. Yes. And, and they had arrived at a point where even the prophecies that these people knew at the time and everything else going along, Jesus had to die. Even, even because of the prophecies that people were familiar with, that was part of what they believed. But Jesus didn't believe that, didn't think that that was necessary. And they found a zealot or they found someone who was kind of out of their normal mind, I suppose, who believed that he was Jesus. And so they convinced him that he had to be on the cross or, or he believed that he needed to be the one on the cross. So he was, according to Seth, the one that was actually on the cross and he was so delusional. I believe they had given him drugs. Right. Yeah. And he uh-huh. was so delusional that he was having a hard time carrying the cross. And then Seth said, that's why there's conflicts in even parts of the Bible and Different, and, he, and he quoted different parts of the Bible. In one part, it says that Jesus was carrying a cross. And in another part of the Bible, it says someone else was carrying a cross. Correct. So there was a lot of confusion and subterfuge going on around that whole event. And whereas he says, now we make such a big deal of that event, at the time, it was actually not so significant. Yes, that's in a sense that's what uh the, if this is the second book she was like she's she said she did kind of say it wasn't him, like he had left the body like whatever body she was looking at through her father's eyes she kind of knew it wasn't him that's yeah. what she, yeah. she said he, her words were he left the body yeah uh, so and and she also said he was bloody all over so and again she's watching this from her father's eyes who was there right at there was there so no <laughs> who was channeling uh-huh. was watching it through her father whose father's eyes her, her so the, the the she's a girl in the story so jesus's dad joseph he has a, his oldest son is named joseph okay so okay. jesus half brother this little girl is his daughter so this is jesus niece 
she wasn't at the crucifixion. She was alive, but her dad was at the crucifixion. And when she's telling the story, she says, I'm seeing it as if I'm looking through my father's eyes. Okay. As if her dad, because her, her dad was there. She wasn't. Okay. So okay. she's kind of telling it. He had connected to her, fa her father at the time and yes. was relaying what her father was seeing. Correct. Yeah, there we go. That's she was able to meld her consciousness with her father's consciousness and relay what he was seeing. Yes. I forgot about how to say it that way, but yes, that's what was going on. Well, I'm just learning this myself. I mean, not just learning it, but just kind of understanding it from a, from the, me the mechanism of it all. That's yeah. what I'm starting to figure out is the mechanism. I understood it all as a concept, but now, you know, the mechanism, and that is part of your ability is to meld to become to permeate i think that's the term that they use even to permeate another's consciousness whether it's a person or a tree or a dog you meld your consciousness with them and that is how you can experience what they're experiencing that is a thing i mean she did it in the story but you could do it today Oh, it's the right person. Really cool. With the wrong person, <laughs> well, you know, is there, if, if it's the wrong person, you'll you will actually like they say walk in somebody else's shoes. You can mm -hmm. actually have authentic empathy. Wow, they're going through something you you can't imagine until you get in their head and you're like, Whoa. yeah, that's that's where that saying comes from. I bet yeah. get in someone's head. I mean, that's a thing. It's a thing. And that's what happens in these sessions. See, I knew the communication that happens in these sessions, I believe, is a melding of consciousness. You know, that's what's happening is the consciousness is melding together at that moment. And that's how the communication happens. Yes. You can do that in everyday life. You don't have to be completely relaxed and in, in that kind of a state. You can just do it. Yes. I, have you heard of remote viewing? Yeah. Robert Monroe. Are you familiar with him? I believe so. I, I don't know. I don't remember. I feel like that's a name. But yes, remote viewing. I want to go deeper into that, but I'm I'm trying to go baby steps. But I think that's the same. Like, if we could see the Akashic, Akashic Record, we can remote view certainly all these other things. We, I mean, the mind, it's all about the mind. Energy or spirit-wise, we're spirits. And our spirits can, like, our bodies houses in a box, so to speak. But our spirits and our minds can go anywhere throughout all the dimensions. Yeah. And the dimensions that hold the probabilities for every single decision there is to make. Yeah. Like, you could travel there and see the probabilities play out and then come back. So cool. Well, we need to figure this out. This needs to be part of our plan is to figure this out so they can do that. We can help them. First, we have to figure it out ourselves. <laughs> then we need to figure out how to allow others to, to benefit from this. Yes. Let's take a quick break and then come back and get started. In next week's episode, we'll cover the fourth quantum journeying session that I had with my client in which he experienced an actual transfer of his consciousness into another's body so that he could more fully understand that body's feelings and beliefs. And this was done so that he could learn the reason that so many people right now have suicidal thoughts and how it might be best to help those people. 
If you're curious and you can't wait for next week, I'm posting it early on my website. Right at the top, there'll be a button for you to view this particular episode. Thanks for joining today. This is really getting exciting.